What is going on, everyone? Uh, welcome back to Jeff Needs Sports once again. Um, if you're a longtime listener, I appreciate you uh, coming back. And if this is your first time, I appreciate you giving me a shot. Uh, this is the Buckeye Remix episode that I uh, that I try to do every week after a Buckeye game. Unlike last week, didn't have one, so we did playoff rankings. So, uh, yeah, so here we go. Um, you know, uh, High State played Indiana yesterday, top 10 matchup, and, and they won. So, full disclosure, uh, before we get started here, yes, I grade the Buckeyes hard. We all know that. I take a lot of flack for it, but it's it's because I grade them against the, the best in the country, not, uh, you know, the Big Ten, so to speak. So, two, a win's a win. That, that's the most important thing this year is keep winning. If they win out, they're in. We know. That's the most important thing. Uh, th- three, if um, I would say, if anybody thinks that that team, so here's here, okay, it boils down to this: How good do we think Indiana really is? If Indiana is actually a top ten team, then yesterday's victory is pretty good. At one point, we had it to twenty eight point lead. Things got away. We all know the rest. But if we think that Indiana is a top ten team, then we take a, a decent victory over a top ten team. But what I would ask, the the question I would ask is, do we honestly think in our heart of hearts that Alabama couldn't beat Indiana by more than seven points? Because if not, then that what we're saying is Alabama is is at a higher level than Ohio State right now. That is my concern. I grade Ohio State based on Clemson, Alabama this season. I will not lie, even Notre Dame at this point. Um, So that's where this comes from. As far as, you know, the guys getting to play and, you know, and all that, that that's great. I'm glad that glad everything's working out. I'm glad we got to play a game. It was a great game. It really was an enjoyable game for probably most people that aren't Buckeyes fans. Um, I happen to be a insane, um, ridiculous, irrational Buckeyes fan. So it wasn't my, <laughs> my favorite game ever, but, um, that's, that's regard, you know, regardless of that, you know, that they won, then we're going to move on from there. Okay, so uh, let's get on our knee-jerk reactions here. Uh, immediate knee-jerks. Uh, th- okay, everybody knows the the elephant in the room here is pass coverage. Uh, we gave up almost 500 yards, you know, passing to Penix and five touchdowns. And, you know... I heard after the game, you know, they not to pick on Sean Wade, but I heard they, you know, they interviewed Sean Wade and they asked him straight up about it, you know, about the the pass coverage, and you know, he he put it off a little bit or you know waved it away a little bit as a as a coverage breakdowns. So I'm like, man, that felt like a lot of coverage breakdowns. So I look into it. So um, there was a 68 yard, you know, reception that uh, that set up a touchdown, and then there was a 63 yard touchdown a 33-yard touchdown, and another 56-yard touchdown. So there was 220 yards and three touchdowns worth of coverage breakdowns? I don't think so. Um, you call it what you want, that, that's that's bad defense. It's poor defense. Um, cover, you know, a coverage breakdown, you give up a, a couple big plays. Uh, I remember very distinctly last year versus Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game. I went back and looked at it, and we gave up – I think it was something like 80% of Wisconsin's yards were on three plays. Okay, those are breakdowns. Uh, those are outliers. Um, when uh, 
<laughs> when you give up, Freifogel has it was averaging 30 yards a reception, 30 yards per reception, over 30 yards per reception. So these aren't coverage breakdowns. These are, you know, this is four weeks into this now. Um, it, it's a it's an issue, is what it is. It's an issue. So, you know, that being said, my knee jerk was serious issues in in the past pass coverage um you know indiana abandoned the running game they totally abandoned the running game didn't even care that's how little they respected ohio state's uh pass defense uh, that's scary that's we haven't seen i mean we you know we're talking ohio state that puts out nfl defensive backs year after year after year after year this is that's not typical for a team to to completely disrespect them like that so that that's a that's a real thing uh so as far as, you know, another thing, you know, I think we can all agree this was – and this is crazy to grade him like this. Fields is a wonderful quarterback. I think this is his worst game as a – you know, as a Buckeye. Now, his worst game as a Buckeye is 300 yards and three touchdowns. And it, like I said, one point – you can't overlook the fact that at one point they had a 28-point lead on a – we hope a top-10 team in the country. But it just felt like for a minute maybe he could have reeled in a little bit. Maybe we could have went to a little more dink and dunk. You know, I don't blame it all on him. His he he gets so many yards off of distance trap. Like his um, you know, his his ball is in the air a lot more than most quarterbacks, and it's wonderful. It puts huge pressure on defenses. You know, you know, once again, um Alave and Wilson, you know, had had over you know 100 yards, looked great. The ball travels so much in the air, puts a ton of pressure on defenses. I'm not taking anything away from that, but maybe there's a point to where you're like, you know, it's reeled in a little bit. You know, we're we're running the ball at will, dink and dunk. You know, him him trying. You know, the one interception, the one the first interception. I mean, it's a single high safety, and you know, it's just a throw that he doesn't normally make, and he tries to force it in. To, to I think it was I believe it was Wilson going down the middle of the field. That's not like him, but that's I mean that's a single high safety just standing there. That is basic defense that every team runs. So that that was concerning. You know the one where he's trying to he's forcing his way out. You know he's forced out of the pocket and he's running. He's falling down and lobs the ball up. That is so unlike him. I couldn't believe it. But those count and it still wound up being an, a crazy interception. But yet an interception and. You know that you can't. Or you can't overlook those things in a top ten game. You can't make those mistakes against a team that you know has firepower. So that's what I would say about that. So uh, Stephen Gillespie here from another member of the Off the Ball Network. How does this affect Heisman voting? It definitely affects it. I mean, they they're going to look at they're going to look at these players every game. When you got Mac Jones at Alabama having his way with uh, anybody in the SEC, you know this is this is this is without a doubt the first time Fields has struggled. It's not that he can't come back from it. But it does affect it. Um, if you're a Heisman person, it absolutely affects it. I mean, that this will be the game that they point to, like, ah, you know, the three interceptions, blah, blah, blah. And to his credit, Fields was upfront about it. He was miserable after the game, which I personally like. I like I like for him to realize that, you know, it, it I'm not I'm not by no means was it his fault. You know, we 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 grade this team very, you know, tightly. But um, but he recognized that he didn't play his best game, and then at some of the reasons that things got out of hand were his, and he was miserable after the game, and not like a spoiled brat miserable, but like a he realizes they let one get away, recognizes the importance of it, and I liked that. I thought that uh, his his um, he was I called he was a grumpy elf after the game, and and I don't blame him. I, I felt better about that. 
you know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't give us a win's a win. Like he realized that that did, uh, this meant something. So you know, good for him. But that's just my knee jerks. You know, that's the that's the biggest thing. And, but once again, just uh, we're not at playoff level playoff level yet. We've got three games. That's that's what or four. Hopefully four. Um, Northwestern looks like they're in the driver's seat in the the um, West, which is crazy. Um, that that went over Wisconsin was big. So you know, kudos to them. And it looks like you know they're on a collision course right now. We saw this a couple years ago. Um, you know, Pat Fitzgerald's teams are are they'll they'll bug you. <laughs> they they're not they they don't they won't lay down for you. So anyway, that's that's a long way ahead. Uh, next week's gonna so okay. Here we go. Sorry, I get distracted. This uh, it was a crazy game. There's so much to say about. It. Let's get on the offense. Just real quick, here, here's the bottom line. Though the offense had over 600 yards, 600 yards. That's that's so many yards. Uh, 300 over 300 yards passing, over 300 yards rushing. The rushing game was crazy. I think they averaged. They were you know six, seven, eight yards a carry. Uh, Master Teague looked great. He had his way with them. Um, I felt like we could have run the ball more. This is a game that I, I kept thinking that, and I. I'm not saying we want to do this with fields or anything like that, but this is one of those games I kept thinking like a few years ago when we had JT Barrett, this is a game to where they're like, let's just go ahead and grind this one out. We'll, we're going to put up 400 yards rushing. We may not score 42, but they're, they're not going to get the ball. It, but you're not going to do that with fields. And I don't blame him. He's a magician, a uh, great quarterback. You got to use him, but the run, the run game was unstoppable yesterday. And, you know, and still like, once again, there's still 300 passing yards and three, you know, and a couple touchdowns and fields had one running in so offense looks good you know it was it, we talked about it already fields worst game and he still had 303 so we'll we'll take that we'll, we will take we will if, if our worst game is a win over a top 10 team and field still has 300 yards and three touchdowns th that's the level that we want to be at you know we've had these games in the past to where we didn't get away with this and it bit us and this one didn't um and once again, until we see Indiana play a couple more games, we're hoping they're as good as they looked yesterday. Because if not, then you know the whole Big Ten's in trouble, and definitely Ohio State. But um, the here's the one thing I will say about the offense that I keep. So, a uh, friend of mine, Jay Stevens, he does he does the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. He's the host of that show. Does a great job, and he's been beating the drum for over a year about Justin Fields needs to basically throw the ball. And we talked about this a little bit, but I've like, it, you know, when he's getting chased out of the pocket a lot of times, if you really look at the clock, you know, it's four or five seconds into the play, which if you get, I mean, we all know, it's, I think it's 2.7 seconds is the goal for a quarterback. If you give a quarterback 2.7 seconds, they should be able to get a throw off. You know, he's getting three and four seconds and then he's rushed out of the pocket and then we're killing the offensive line because of protection breakdown but these guys in their head count to three and at that you know when when they get to three that ball should either be on its way or really close it, it feels you know the the one bad uh interception he threw i believe it was seven seconds that that he was back in the pocket running around that is way to every team in the country is going to look like the uh 87 giants if you're if you um give them that much time so i just that's the thing I uh, I think he could speed up a little bit, and these are small critiques, but that's what. And and a, a bit of that's coaching. Uh, let's call some let's call some shorter routes. Let's get things. You know, we barely used the tight ends yesterday. We didn't dump as much off to the running backs like we normally do. Uh, it just felt like we're playing a playing a little slow. Got a little greedy. Got a little greedy. So 
Oh, okay. So Stephen Gillespie, the one area I fear won't be fixed. It's obvious. It's it's the it's defense. It's a secondary. Um, I don't know. I don't think the players are there to fix it. And I and I hate to say that. I, I never like. It's nothing personal against the players. I'm sure they're fine individuals, and I, they're going to be okay. But I don't think that you can just. I don't think that's something you can turn around overnight. That's that tends to linger on. Uh, Sean Wade is just all right as the number one corner. I don't think I really don't think he's the number one corner at this point. Once again, he's out of position. He is going to be a fine NFL player, so a shockingly good NFL player, I think. Once they get him in the right spot, this is not it. We, I mean, I beat I you know beat you guys over the head with it. I won't go into it anymore. Uh, but uh, this secondary, I, the safety play is just I, I don't know. Uh, yes, you know what? Here we go. Here's a, here's another great one. Um, yeah, no improvement thus far. The secondary, Mike Mike Eric says, uh, hope I pronounced that, Mike. I apologize. Uh, little no improvement in the pass rush or the secondary. And th- this is what worries me. And this is why, you know, I think I am I am not a guy that's gonna you know start the fire under day seat, but I and I understand it's a coaching staff. I look at teams as a coaching staff, but they've got to improve in four games in, like they've got to be better. We have no edge rush. I mean, we Penix never looked worried yesterday that someone was going to hit him from a blind side or it, you know, strip the strip sack. We don't we don't bring the strip sack into play. And the defensive line is pretty good. I mean, against the you know the run, they're really good. They're they're good physical guys. I'm just saying they um you know, they're not causing fear in the quarterback like we have the last, say, six, seven years. And that's huge. Yeah, it's, that's a good point. Uh, but the only reason I'll say it can't be fixed, I don't I don't consider defensive line a problem. I just think they're limited. I think their ceiling's low um, as far as edge rush, just as far as edge rush. All, all great tacklers, all very physical. But the secondary's a problem. Like, that's straight up a problem, Mike. So, and um, – so uh, that's it. I think we could speed up the offense a little bit. You know, it's still, it's, it, there's no way I can say 600 yards didn't look good. It was fine. We had total control of that game, but that was the problem. Like, you know, 28-point lead, but we 12 minutes left in the third quarter, and you got a 28-point lead. So then you just got to hold on. And, we, you know, if you're going to run an offense like that, and you're going, <laughs> it sounds crazy. We've seen, we've seen Pac-12, we've seen Oregon deal with this for years. Like, they could score at will, but then the other team always gets a shot you know, next. That's the thing. You always have to give the ball back. So maybe it would have been a case yesterday to where I could see them just slowing down just a little bit, maybe a a five-minute drive. I, I I don't know what the answer is when you're this good, but um they're gonna have to find it because they're gonna need that. At some point they're gonna they're gonna need they're gonna need to uh keep the other team's offense off the field. It, yesterday was a great case. So but um so then, oh, real quick, we got another comment from Mike. Uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, open field tackling has certainly been hit or miss. Yeah, I think I think it's get it, I think it's getting better though, and I think this is across college football because players are just smaller and I, when I say smaller, they're just they're leaner and faster. They're not the brutes, but um, I think it's better than it was. The problem with yesterday, Mike, was like the guys when they caught the ball were wide open. I mean, there was no tackles missed. Like they we weren't touching them. So, yeah, I thought the linebackers did all right. We'll talk about them here in a minute. I thought the linebackers did a better job at the point of attack. Um, but it was such a weird game because Indiana just took them out of it. Like, it was – they they everything that Pennings looked at was 20 yards downfield. It was really – it was pretty impressive, actually, to, to watch him do it. I uh, take nothing away from that guy. I think he might be legit. Uh, I think he's probably – 
I don't even know if it's probably. He's the second best quarterback in the Big Ten. I don't even think it's close. But um, yeah, yeah, it's a little different. But I don't know if you'll ever have the silver bullets again because you're also not playing against teams that are coming out in an I formation. You know, the silver bullets excelled when they're running downhill. Like when we play a team, you know, if we play a team that wants to run right at us, I mean, you saw Indiana yesterday just totally abandon the run. So like you're, you, you're taking that out of it. You're bringing all you're bringing into it's the five defensive backs and everybody else is just hoping. So, but I, uh, yeah, definitely appreciate the comments guys. Uh, let's move on to defense here. Uh, I know it's a little scatterbrained. There's so much happened in that game. I, I was totally wound up. I, I was, I was probably angrier than um, a normal human should be. Uh, watching their team win a top 10 game. Once again, I'm going to reiterate, boy, I hope Indiana's is good because if they're not, it's uh, it's going to be a dumpster fire. But, um, okay, there we go. Defense, we've already touched on this. No edge rush. No edge rush. They did not, they did not push uh, Penix around the pocket at all. The sacks were were legit, and they, they stepped up late. The defense is physical. I thought the, I thought Browning, I think Browning plays a little better if there's a bright spot. I think he plays a little better every week. I, I like what he's doing. And making some big plays. Uh, you know, Wade had the pick six. He baited him into that. But that's Wade's game. That's where Wade needs to be. He needs to be – he's a safety. Like, the guy is a really good safety. He's a ball hawk. That's not what a cornerback is. On That's not what an outside cornerback is. Great play. The full credit to him. He totally baited him into it. He totally knew it was coming. And that was a huge touchdown. Um, you know, once – it's it's not to say that he's a bad player. He's just out of position. Um yeah, yeah, and I, we've already talked about Sean Wade enough. It's definitely a situation. It's he's 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 just uh, the you know, teams are going after him, and that's weird. I mean, we're in a Big Ten, and teams are going after him. Now, I do believe he's a competitor, and I do believe that he will step up. And I, the thing is, he'll tackle, he'll fight, you know, he'll battle you. So those are all those are all great things. It's and he's got. I I mean, I'm not I'm not giving him any games right now. I'm not giving him. Any team that can that has a quarterback with an arm has a shot against Ohio State right now because the, of the huge plays they give up. So I'm not going to just sit here and say that nothing's going to happen to the Big Ten championship game or the playoffs. Like there's a long way to go before that. But um, it's definitely concerned. There's definitely concerns on defense when you're giving up this many yards and this many big huge plays and there's nobody around. They're not flukes. You know these are uh, these are legitimate you know, holes in your defense. So, uh, you know, we're not going to beat them down anymore. Uh, they stepped up when they had to. They looked good for a half. That's why I say if, if, if you if you stop that game with, I think it was 12 minutes left in the second half, you know, I'm, I'm as happy as can be. Uh, we're, you know, we're we're physical. We're holding them down. We're scoring at will. And then the the rails just, you know, the, or the rails, we just fell off the rails, went off the rails. So, um, anyway. That is what it is. So that's what I feel about the defense. Uh, coaching. Um, here's what I say about coaching. A, a couple things. Like one, the adjustments aren't being made. Defense. We're miss, we miss Jeff Halfley a lot. Uh, the defense is not making the adjustments they need to make. They know what's coming. Um, everybody on Twitter kn- knew what was coming yesterday. Like Indiana, and, and for anybody that like has watches Ohio State more than Indiana, Indiana doesn't put up a lot of yards. This was way outside. They are not a 600 yard you know, a weak team. They're like a more, they average like a little over 300 yards a week and we gave up 500 yards passing. Um, so coaches, the adjustments aren't being made. Um, I think Ryan day in this. Okay. So there's two things about the play. Let's talk about this play late in the fourth. 
it's fourth it's fourth down a couple yards to go they're they're inside the 10 yard line hey you you have to kick that field goal field goal to go up by 10 if you go up by 10 the, the game is pretty much over or you're making it very difficult so they went for it that's fine you've got all the talent in the world you've got Justin Fields the the play was there you know i will say this like I don't know how Justin misses the tight end. That's not like him. And I know he was under pressure, but it just it's not like him. The guy's wide open. If he catches that, we're all we we score 50 points or 49 points probably. And then we're you know, we're we're talking we're having a different conversation right now. But it, but still you have to kick that field goal. Your field goal kicker if he's so bad that he can't make a it would have been a maybe a 7 17 or it couldn't be a 17 like you know, a 20 yard field goal whatever it would have been. Um you got to kick that and take that that 10 points. In, in that situation, but um, but I'm not going to beat him over you know the head about it because the the team is so talented, and it did work. The play did work. The 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 tight end was so wide open, but hey, didn't go through. But uh, just the lack of adjustments, uh, the defense just seems clueless as far as like they're they're just not well coached. They don't have a plan, and it's really it's really starting to bother me. Um, yeah, there are a lot of things. Okay, so Stephen asked, for those listening on audio, Stephen Gillespie asked, is there anything the coaches can do schematically to help the secondary? Yes, they can just – they need to just – if they, they can't play as much man-to-man as they're playing. They have to admit, you know, their limitations. They have to go into just cover two and keep things in front of them. And we have the athletes that, to get some turnovers because the man-to-man's not working. So what's the difference? Uh, yeah, I think you have to go straight cover two. I think these safeties and and I think everybody needs to look downhill and see the ball in front of them, see the play in front of them. And then, you know, of course you can switch it up. You know, you can – then you switch it to man-to-man. But the constant man-to-man, I mean, they're just getting, they're just getting beat. Um, yes, I definitely think that they need to dumb it down. I shouldn't say dumb it down. That's rude. It's very hard to play football. They need to – they need to go – you know, I think they just need to go into the cover two. Uh, you know, maybe it maybe a little more blitzing at that point, but it just uh, what they're what they're doing now. I mean, all we see play after play is is are these guys chasing <laughs> wide receivers down the field, and that is that is not good. Okay, so uh, Mike asked, as far as coaching, lack of discipline has been reoccurring. Exactly, and I think you're. I hope Mike, you're with me. I think we're talking about on field discipline, not off the field discipline. Oh yeah, too many penalties. Killed them yesterday. And here's another one about the so holding especially. Hey, there's another one where you say like the ball's not out of their hands, and these guys are trying to give. They know if they give Fields five seconds, chances are he's going to throw a fifty yard pass. So that's that's pressure. If you watch these other teams, like the the quarterback's getting rid of the ball. As far as these you know personal fouls, like the one yesterday. The one that they called on the uh, I, I I forget now the defensive lineman for the shot to the head that's that you don't call that that's only called because it's a high state versus Indiana and I'll say it right here you watch hundred games I watch every you know almost parts of every game yesterday they do not call that that play it's it happens every play but yes the 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 keep the one drive like that Mike's referring to I believe it was. It was at least, it was thirty to fifty yards of penalties on a drive, and then they scored a touchdown, you know, to end it. So, you know, in Penn State, we talked about it. You're, you're almost off the field, and then you get a, you know, a personal foul. Now, some of them don't bother me. Some of them are like, well, it, it is what it is. Like that one, like I know they called that. If you go back and look at that one, 
uh, on the defensive lineman. I, I, it doesn't matter who it was. If you go back and look at that, that was not – it's not his fault. Like that – you know, he got, you know, they got a little rambunctious, but they don't call that. But, um, yeah, but here's another thing I'll say about that, Mike. They shouldn't have to play that clean to beat a team like Indiana, in my opinion. We'll see. We'll see. Once again, we have no idea. But uh, so uh, that's what I have for coaching. So, all right, all right, okay. Let's let's get onto the grade card here. I know you guys think I kill them. I you really do. You think I'm too hard on them, and I am because I know what they need to do to to win to win it all. So there we go. Here's a grade card. Uh, quarterback. I can't believe this. At first time, a B minus. Um, two of the interceptions were complete complete lack of judgment. Poor or poor judgment. Um, they were completely on him. I, I can't overlook it. He, you know, he had 11 incompletions. I mean, I know he's great, but I'm just saying we're grading game to game. It wasn't his best game. So, uh, yeah, uh, Fields got a B minus yesterday, which killed me to, to write it down. And believe me, I'm not I'm not trading him for any other quarterback in the country. It's just a grade watching him yesterday. It, it hurts me as much as it hurts you. Uh, wide receivers, I gave an A. They did. I mean, they were open every time they needed to be open. They caught every ball. Uh you know, once again, a lot of it. Wilson's just on. You know, can't. I mean, I. It looked like you could cover him, but you really can't. I mean, it was at will. They were. They were moving. So, um, I give him an A. Actually, running backs, I gave an A. Master Teague really showed up yesterday. I mean, the guy. Even. Uh, I think Trey Sermon had. I want to say he had somewhere around 60, 70 yards, and was averaging like six yards a carry. Uh, looked good. Master Teague ran all over him. You know, when they when they handed I they, they actually did a pretty good job picking up blitzes. They did miss a couple. They did miss a couple, but you're gonna have that. You're gonna have that team of aggressive team like Indiana. But um overall, man, the running backs did exactly gave them the ball and they got you, you know, six, seven yards of carry. Um, yeah, I'll take that. So they got an A for the first time this season. Great job. O line, I gave him a B. We talked about it. The run blocking was outstanding, and I don't put all the the sacks on the the offensive line. You know, a quarterback. He's got to know the situation. He's got to know they're blitzing. They're going to do this to him all year. Like it's, you know, it's it's no secret that teams are going to, they know Fields wants to hold the ball an extra second. They're going to bring extra guys. They're going to do it all year. Fields has to know that, has to adjust and not put his offensive line in a situation like they did. I don't think that they looked as bad as the stats look when you start counting seconds. I really don't. I think they did a pretty good job and they just mauled them. You know, they got 600 yards. They got 600 yards and 42 points. Um, I don't, you know, we can't go to the offensive line and say that it's it's on them. Uh, the holding penalties, you know, weren't horrible. So I, I gave him a B. Defensive line, I gave a C. And the only reason is because Indiana stopped running the ball, which completely almost negated the the defensive line. They they try hard. They got a couple sacks, but they just, you know, there's no, well, we just talked about it. There's no edge rush. And that, you know, that's part of your defensive line. You know, they I, I should maybe I should have graded him harder because they made Indiana stop running, but then I think I don't think Indiana cared that they had to stop running the ball. They do it week after week. Like they, they they could care less whether they run the ball or not. So they got to see yesterday just because yeah, you know, there's not a huge impact. Uh Penix didn't look that he didn't look too concerned back there. Linebackers, I gave him a B because the opposite of the defensive line, Indiana didn't involve the linebackers in the past game because they were going so deep. You know, they got into the secondary. So the linebackers didn't have a whole lot of responsibility in the past game. Uh, they made a great tackles. You know, Werner did a really nice job yesterday, you know, of um, he he put some pressure on and and he he's he, he's really the reason they shut down the, the run game. So I thought the linebackers played pretty well. Browning had some huge plays. 
once again, I think he gets a little better every week, which makes me happy. Uh, he's got four weeks to get a lot better, which is cool. You know, that's, that's college football. These kids grow up every day. Um, uh, defensive backs. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, a D plus. And here's why, because if you're never factored into the play, like it's the second half, every play was positive yardage and big yardage and you're the defensive backs. I don't know what else to do with this. I, I feel bad by saying that, but you know, what can, what can I say? Let's read it again. 68 yard, 63 yard touchdown, a 33 yard touchdown, a 56 yard touchdown. And I think there was another 20 some yard touchdown there. I mean, they got chunks, chunks on this uh, secondary. So they, there's, there's, there's no other way to put it. And I do respect the touchdown. Maybe that's where the plus comes from in the D plus. I'm glad Wade got it, but uh, man, it's that was a tough day for them. And uh, oh, I know, yeah, I had to do it, Stephen. Uh, you know, tough love, man. Um, it's it, we're we're grading we're grading based on his best. As Fields definitely gets graded on a curve. He's a he's an A for most teams in the country, but this isn't most teams, and I think he would agree. I, I don't think he gave himself an A yesterday either, uh, from the way he looked in his press conference. Head coach, I gave a C. Um, and when I say head coach, I know it's a coaching staff, uh, but just you knew what was coming, and you you didn't, you know, you didn't never really adjusted to it. Uh, you made a couple calls in there. I just. It just in general, you had two, you had two weeks to get ready for Indiana, and you know I don't know. I'm I'm probably overjudging it, but I think day I think he it wasn't his best play calling day. I thought he got a little greedy in the rain and the cold. So um, and and then of course you know the big mark was not not taking that field goal. I know I know that if they get to touchdown, he looks like a hero, but that wasn't the time. That was the time you you got to play the numbers. You take that you you take that ten point lead. That's ginormous. So. That could have went. That could have went very poorly. So, sorry, man. Um, had to do it. So, all right, real quick here. Um, while you guys are with me, I'm going to go ahead and release my playoff rankings. They come out officially Tuesday night. We're going to do a, a show Tuesday night, and uh, for our reaction over the college football playoff rankings. But I'm going to give you all mine because I like to get mine in ahead of time because. I don't want people thinking that I stole them. You have to excuse me here. This is going to take a second. I got to switch over. I know you're seeing it live. I need a producer, guys. If anybody wants to be a producer, you just let me know. There we go. Okay. Why is it not up? Nope. I must have picked the wrong one. Let's go to uh, – I, I apologize here, everybody. We'll get it this time. There we go. And a boom. <laughs> that was anticlimactic, wasn't it? Okay, here we go. I'm sorry. So uh, let's take the report card off there. You guys don't want to see the report card anymore, do you? Boom. Okay. So here we go. My uh, college football playoff rankings for uh, week 13 is what we're going by. Essentially November 22nd through November 29th. Number one, still got Alabama. I mean, they've done zero, zero to not deserve it. They've looked, they've looked great. Um, every it's there, it's they're they're improving and they're just walking through teams. I think it was a 50, 50 some point victory over Kentucky. No problem. They're clearly the number one team right now. 
Number two, I still have Notre Dame fighting Irish. Uh, they, I, they didn't play, but they've got the big win versus Quint Clemson. We talked about it last week. They look great on both sides, physical on both sides of the ball, and Book is playing really good. They're a solid number two. Uh, number three, I got the High State Buckeyes. Now, we know that they're not better. Like, I don't think they beat Florida tomorrow. I don't think they beat Clemson tomorrow. But that being said, they're absolutely – if they win out, they're in, and they're really, really good. So they're they're number three. They're still at number three at four and zero. I got the Florida Gators at number four because their offenses can score with anybody in the country, and I I mean Alabama when I say that. And they get a shot at Alabama. I think they got a really nice. I mean, they've got a great chance. They're another position. They went out, they're in. <laughs> like that's it's it's plain and simple. They went out, they're in. Uh, number five, I got Clemson. Clemson's a tough one. Uh, so we haven't seen Trevor Lawrence now in three weeks. They had a game postponed this past weekend. So you you have to factor in the fact that, that the last time we seen him was a loss against Notre Dame. I know Lawrence is going to come back and they're really good, but they do, you know, if things go right, they still do play Notre Dame again and Notre Dame beat them. So I've got Clemson just behind Florida. But once again, Clemson takes care of their own path. They went out, they're in, no problem. I, I get the, so number six, I get the Cincinnati Bearcats. Bearcats moved up to number six. Um, the country's kind of warmed up to them. They've done everything they can do. They're undefeated. Uh, they kind of gave away a late touchdown and would have made it look a little better the other night. But uh, I think they're, they've put themselves in position because of the Indiana loss and the Wisconsin loss. I think they put themselves in position that people are going to talk about them. I'm curious to see what the committee does with them Tuesday night. I really am. I think they're going to have them higher, as high as I do, even though – Theirs is more – I, mine is more for odds to get there um, than theirs will be, but we'll see. I, I'm curious, so that's, that's why we'll do the show. Uh, number seven, BYU Cougars. They're doing that – oh, I missed a T there. I promise. <laughs> I apologize if it's looking. Something got through spell correct, but uh, BYU Cougars, they look great. They're doing everything they can do. They're winning out, and it's just going to be like – they need a ton of stuff, just like Cincinnati. They need a bunch of stuff to happen in front of them. I don't even want to get into scenarios to get these teams in. It's uh, it's harder than you think because the combination up top, like Alabama can take a loss, Notre Dame can take a loss, Ohio State can probably take a loss, uh, you know, Clemson. So, they, I mean, they need a lot of help up top. So, But, hey, it, they're doing their part. Uh, Texas A&M made it to number eight this week. Um, I I personally don't think they have a chance because they already played Alabama and they're in Alabama's division. And I can't see them putting two teams from one division and one conference in um, in 2020. But then everybody else has them ranked up there. And if you look at their wins, it's pretty good. They've only lost to Alabama. Uh, and with some help, I, I mean, I, there's no way Alabama's losing. It's just going to be where they're not going to play their conference championship game. But at the end of the year, you know, they might have a better quote unquote resume than say Oregon Ducks. So I, I, I bumped Texas AM up to number eight, even though I really don't think there's much of a chance. Uh, number nine, uh, their first time in the top 10, my top 10, uh, Northwestern Wildcats from the Big Ten. Uh, they beat Wisconsin over the weekend to take, you know, like we said, take charge of the West. Essentially, they went out there in because that would include a championship game against the high state. So, if, you know, Northwestern. Is as another team that you know they went out there in for they win the next four games they're in the playoffs like there's no question about it so they jumped into the top you know ten this week um, pretty impressive do I think that they're a top ten team no I don't but that doesn't we're talking about playoff rankings here we are not talking about you know top twenty five um, and still at uh, oh we got sorry we got to come in here hand it off um, okay so here we go number ten I got the Oregon Ducks a queasy about this one. 
Um, <laughs> I knew this was going to come up this week. We're going to talk about it here in a minute, Prez. Um, I got the Oregon Ducks still at at 10. And mainly I think they have the chance because if they really, really, really want to just mix it up and have a variety and have a Pac-12 Pac team in, you can tell old I said Pac-10, Pac-12 team in. I really think that they'll kind of lean on Oregon. But I don't. I also don't think that Oregon – they they need a lot of help too. I think if it came down to it, it would, might even be an argument between Cincinnati, BYU, and Oregon. I don't think Oregon just jumps them because they're in the Pac-12. They they didn't look. I mean, they, they you know they got a win against UCLA, but they weren't dominant. And we talked about the Pac-12 needs to be dominant. So I got Oregon at ten, but it, it's shaky. And um, yeah, we got a comment here from off the ball president Chris LeBron. Yes, Chris, the Canes dropped out. The Miami Hurricanes were in here last week. I dropped them out specifically because they, they they missed two games in a row and they need they need so much help from Clemson and Notre Dame, you know, to get a shot. But it, it's really because I would have them at eleven. I think Miami and Oregon are one A and one B as far as that tenth spot. And you know, Miami, it just we don't know if they're going to be able to make up the games. So I don't think that Miami's not going to get the benefit of the doubt if they can't play out their schedule. Um, just like other teams won't either. So, so yeah, Miami, they they fell out just because they're not playing. But that doesn't mean they can't work their way back in. So don't don't lose hope, man. Don't lose hope. Um, like I I think right now, like Miami is probably the they're probably the they would probably be seven or eight just in, in rankings. And we'll see Tuesday night what the committee thinks of Miami. But it's so tough when these teams aren't playing. It's, you know, we saw what Wisconsin did. They kept Wisconsin up there. You know, they played one game, and then they missed two. But everybody, they, you know, all the rankings kept Wisconsin in the top 10. And then they come back, they look good against Michigan, and then they lose. So really, they're two and one. You know, so I can't, you can't just keep a team up there because they're not playing. I don't, you know, even Clemson, I dropped a five, which is insane. We know how good Clemson is, but if you're not playing, you're not playing. You know, that's 2020 for you. So, uh, so that's it. Um, that's a, you know, that's a lot. Um, I really enjoyed them kind of do that every week. I think I'll, um, you guys, let's, let's, let's get a better overlay here. I apologize. Let's, uh, let's bring Justin and Chris back in. I know it's hard on you guys, but I apologize. Just, you're still my boys. I, I love, you know, I love you all. Um, on to Illinois this week. They, I have no idea what that means. Um, it, I, we know that it's going to be 10 degrees and windy. Any high state fan knows that it's going to be the worst weather ever. Um, <laughs> but uh i don't i can't there's not much i can say except for this this has to be a, a a solid victory anything else is a disappointment uh but i'll congratulate him again on a top 10 victory i hope that holds up and you know that that's that's the main thing you went out there and you got the victory guys but um and then yes yeah, anyway sorry on to illinois um i would thank everybody for listening um, go check out the, you know, check out the rankings, do a little write up on the off the ball network. I do the NFL power rankings each week. You know, all the guys are putting out a ton of content. So, uh, please go check out, you know, off the ball network.com, see what everybody's doing, subscribe to everybody's shows and our YouTube channels and got a lot going on. We have Facebook pages and groups and it's really, really a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, appreciate anybody that listens to Jeff need sports you know, subscribe, a five-star rating uh, would be awesome. We all know how much those mean to us. And this, you know, if you're listening to the audio version, I really appreciate it. If you're watching, I really appreciate it. This is a, this shows a, a lot of fun. So, uh, so that's it. Um, everybody. Thanks again. Uh, be kind to each other. 
Go Bucks and on to Illinois.